Cardinals uh, training camp begins today. And Howard Balzer from uh, gophnx.com joins us. And Howard, let, let's just start with a couple of general things here as we start camp this afternoon. Obviously, Kyman and Kingsbury are gone. Austin Fort and Gannon, the new coaching staff in. I know it's uh, you know kind of. Let's just start with the broad question based on the last seven months. What are the biggest changes in the organizational philosophy, in your opinion? Well, I think, Bobby, the, big, the biggest change, this is new people. And I don't know how much has truly changed. I mean, everyone is always looking for these magic wands when a new, a new staff comes in and when there hasn't been great success. And, of course, there was, there, there was improvement with the previous group until last year, obviously. So everyone's looking for, oh, what's different, all this stuff about accountability and, you know, and all those things. Hey, it really comes down, for the most part, of having, having good players, uh, staying healthy and then figuring out a way uh, to win games. And so, uh, obviously, all the players talk positive about the new accountability and the way things will be done and the energy that Jonathan Gannon brings to it. And, and I'm sure all those things are, are what they feel. But, you know, obviously, everybody on this team now is playing for a job. And whether it's this year, whether it's down the road with all the players that are on one- and two-year contracts. And I was looking at something the other day, Bobby, and I think there's, aside from the draft picks, from the last couple of years and this year's undrafted free agents, I think there's only three or four players on this team, on this roster that are under contract in 2025. So, you know, that just shows what, what, what's truly going on here. So uh, certainly there's, you know, a good feeling about everything, but I think those things become a big part of the past when the games begin and you see, see if this team's how, how, how much they're able to compete, whether it's this year or down the road. With, with, with the other teams in the NFL because it, you know, everybody's doing, everybody's pretty much doing the same thing. A lot of teams have new coaches. A lot of teams have had success. And the Cardinals obviously have to compete within that group that's very difficult to compete with in the National Football League. Okay, the offensive and defensive schemes are, are you know, different. Um, I don't know if we can get a whole lot as far as the offseason, as far as you know what the, those schemes might be. So or me, we may be looking at training camp in the preseason to you know, maybe better define what those things are going to be. You know, I, I think that's definitely the case. And, and certainly on defense where, you know, we've, we've gotten a little glimpse in OTAs and, and minicamp of what it was going to look like. And we'll see, we'll see a certain amount of it in training camp and games, but I, I don't know that they're, they're going to give away too much. I think the offense, is where there'll obviously be change. It looks like we're going to see the quarterback under center more. Uh, we're going to see quarterbacks rolling out, you know, more design rollouts. I think that uh, we're going to see. We saw a certain amount of that uh, during the practices, and so I know everyone's, you know, hailing that. Oh, we're finally going to see, you know, the, you know, the quarterback under center. As if all of a sudden, because of that, you're going to win games. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of teams at this league. There's a lot of teams at this league that play mostly shotgun, and a lot of teams that are very successful uh, doing it that way. And most of the time, the reason is is because they have the players and they have an offensive line. And to me, you know, I saw I've seen different lists of all the questions, you know, the major questions going into camp. And I saw one list the other day, Bobby, where there was eight questions that this team has in training camp, and the offensive line wasn't even mentioned. And I'm thinking, how's how's that possible? I mean, there's there's not a team in this league that is consistent offensively on a on a week to week basis or even within a game, unless they have those guys up front that can block in the running game 
and protect the quarterback. And there's certainly we hear that they're oh they they want to have an emphasis on the run, which everyone is talking about. Well, that's all well and good, but you know what? The only way you can have an emphasis on the run is if you run it well. I mean, if you're getting two yards on first down all the time, you're not going to be running it very much. So all of those things are what start to happen when the games begin. And you know, certainly we're a little not not a long way away from that, but you know, we still are a bit away is from. Uh, where where it's going to be, and and seeing if a lot of these players that we don't know know much about are going to be able to step up and play pretty good roles. Buda Baker in camp, uh, he certainly made it uh, known that he would like a new contract. Is, is there any hint from either side regarding his contract status? There hasn't been a hint. I think there was a little bit of surprise that he was he was out there yesterday doing some work. We'll see if that continues. It, it could be that he's confident that there are discussions and that they will get something accomplished if not very soon at least by the start of the season but we really don't know we really don't know but you know buddha's being buddha and and so you know like i said we'll see if that continues with him on the field it's very important obviously with all the changes that this roster has seen in the offseason for him uh, to be out there and so i i do want to apologize i was a little late for this interview because i was deciding whether to hold in or not uh, from from a lot of interviews and and and, and I finally decided now I'll I'll just I'll just do what I'm do what I'm supposed to do so apologize for that but yeah he's he's a key to this how, team how I mean, could you, you choose, at, how could you be how could you be flirting with anybody other than me come on <laughs> you know that was a good question it's a good it's a good question but you know I'll tell you when you look at this roster and the way it's constituted now if you were if you would try to identify some strengths on the roster when you look at position groups, for example, at least the way it is right at this moment, you'd have to look at the safeties as, yeah. as one of the best and maybe one of the better tandems in the NFL. And so, and we'll see where Isaiah Simmons fits in all that. We'll get a, you know, a little bit of an idea during, during camp. But again, I think even with him and some other situations, we really won't know how it's going to be until the games begin. The real game. That le- that leads me into exactly what I was going to talk about next is Isaiah Simmons. He didn't have his fifth-year option picked up. Do we know, best guess, where might Simmons, and for that matter, Zayvon Collins line up on this new defense? You know, I, I don't think that the-, the way they use Simmons is going to be all that much different than it was in the past. Maybe there'll be less time in the box than he had, but – I mean, when you have, when you're a deep, when you, you know, he considers him as a defensive back now and for safety, obviously, than a cornerback. And so when you have, when you have Baker and Jalen Thompson out there who play most of the snaps, wh- where will he play? Well, a lot of times, so I think he'll be up in the box in run, on rundown. He'll be back a lot of times in the passing game, maybe up a little bit uh, if, if he's playing a guy in the slot, which could be a difficult matchup uh, for a guy of his length staying with some of the really quick slot receivers that there are in the league. So I don't know if that will be all that much different. You know, with Collins, I, I just think, Bobby, it, it's tough to, you know, to categorize and to pigeonhole where guys are going to be because the reality is, is you have a lot of different personnel groups on defense that are out there depending on down and distance against the run, you know, short yardage, uh, passing down, you know, all those things. And, and so I think a guy like Collins – you know, could be moved around a bit also. And a lot depends on how some of the other pass rushers uh, develop under this system. You know, when you have a B.J. Ojolari, you know, hopefully he gets out in the practice field 
soon. You have returning guys like, you know, Majai Sanders and Cameron Thomas and Dennis Gardeck and Daimu KJ. So, you know, they've got some guys who have the ability to rush the passer but haven't shown it, haven't had the opportunity really to show it a lot in recent seasons. So I think, you know, that's a very competitive group that they will have with, at, you know, at pass rush. And, I, you know, I think, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe we'll see Simmons blitz, you know, a little bit more than he has in the past. But I think those are all things, like I said, for the games and all depending on, on the different game situations that, that occur. Okay, James Conner and Hollywood Brown, they figure to be the top running back and the number one targeted wide receiver. Is there a number two running back? And how's that wide receiver room go after they get uh, after Brown? How's that go? Well, I, I think I think they would like the number two guy to be Keontae Ingram. He didn't have a lot of opportunity last year, and so you know it's hard for a running back if they're in there just for a couple of plays to really get anything done on a consistent basis. We do know that James Conner misses game. I mean, that's just been, that's been the story of his career. I mean, last year he missed he missed four total games, and there were another two or three that he left early. And so you know he's he's probably not going to be on the field every snap for 17 games. And so I think they'd like it to be Ingram. And you know, Corey Clement is a guy that can you know help in the passing game. Good receiver. He'll be good on special teams. A good veteran presence to have out there. But right now the, the running back room is pretty lean. And I was a little surprised that no one else had been brought in. There's still time in camp to do that with some of the running backs, you know, that are out there. In terms of receiver, who's the number two guy? That that's the question really of the day. Um, you know, can Rondale Moore stay healthy? And he there was a lot of things planned for him last season, and injuries just scuttled it uh, basically. I, I think the guy to watch uh, overall is Michael Wilson. I mean, this guy has shown, and granted, it's only been in shorts. So far, so we really don't know in terms of actual football, but he has the size which the three returning receivers don't have with with Brown and 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 Moore and Greg Dortch. I mean, they're all five foot nine or shorter, and Wilson's six two. Zach Pascal is six two. I think we're I think Bobby, we're going to see a lot of different combinations at receiver again, depending on you know the situation. Uh, you know, when there's two receivers on the field, when there's three. You know, I don't know how much, how many times we'll see four, but I think that's where the tight ends fit in also and could be crucial in this passing game whenever it is that Zach Ertz is ready to play and how much improvement Trey McBride can make uh, from last season when he started uh, playing a lot better in the second half of the year. But let's remember, he's in a new offense also, just like everybody else. And so he has to, he has to be totally comfortable with that, just like everybody else. Okay, last thing from the offense, D.J. Humphreys back from injury. Is he a full go? And uh, how does Paris Campbell or Paris Johnson, excuse me, got right, right school, wrong Paris. Paris Johnson, uh, the first-round pick, how's he fit in this year? He has to be on the field. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The question is where everyone believes is going to be, at least from what we've seen so far, at right tackle. But, you know, I wrote this the other day, Bobby, in my offensive preview for camp. I said coaches always talk about getting the best five guys yes. in the offensive line on the field. So the question is, if Paris Johnson supplants Kelvin Beecham at right tackle, then who is the left guard? And is that Dennis Daly? Is that Elijah Wilkinson? Or is that Paris Johnson Jr.? Because the line would be better with him at left guard and Beecham at right tackle as opposed to Johnson at right tackle and someone else at left guard. 
Could it be Pat Elfline, who they just signed the other day, but obviously doesn't know the offense? He's played mostly center, but he's played some guard in his career. So you have to, you know, potentially look at him. And that's that's the other big question. I mean, th- this team, Bobby, over the last two seasons, was a totally different team when Rodney Hudson was on the field and when he yeah. wasn't. And so, who's going to be the center? I don't know that they have anybody right now that is as good as Rodney Hudson was when he was playing. But they have to be better at that position. Is you know, will, will they play a rookie like John Gaines? Does Lasita Smith have a shot? A Yelda Froholt, where where you know. He's been the guy most of the time, and he has knowledge of that offense that Drew Petzing brought over from the Browns. And then you throw Elfline into the mix. So that's gonna, I think that's going to be where the real competition is in training camp. They've got 16 offensive linemen right now on the roster. And how that plays out is, is going is to have a big, a huge impact on how well this team can play on offense this season, no matter who is under center. Okay, last up, uh, I was talking about the low expectations uh, before we uh, we hooked up here. Uh, the Cardinals' over-under win total for this year is four and a half in a 17-game season. That's one loss uh, or win, depending on your viewpoint, lower than anybody else in the league. Cardinals over-under four and a half wins this season. Yeah, and I think the next team is, I think, around six and a half. And I, I think yeah. that probably when you look at what, what's on paper, it's understandable why that is, and especially with the unknown with Kyler Murray of what he's going to be able to play. What, more important, when is he going to be able to practice to even get ready to play? And what's the team going to look like when he gets out on the field with that line and all those, all those players around him? So I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, we've heard the story a million times about the, the projections. They're, they're an underdog in every game which does it really mean much in May or June or July? No, not really. And a bunch of those lines are, you know, two points or four. You know, most of them, most of them are one-score lines. And so the bottom line is how competitive will they be in those games? And are they able to steal, you know, more than four? Can, can it get to five? Can, you know, who knows? I mean, who knows? But a big part, obviously, is staying healthy. If they can stay healthy, then I, I think they're going to be, they'll certainly be a competitive team that will get out there and give every other team what they ha- you know, all they can give. But bottom line is eliminate the penalties, you know, don't have turnovers, take the ball away. You know, if they can do some of those things well, then they might be able to steal a few games. I've used the example, Bobby, a few times that I, I forget the exact season it was. I probably should look it up because I've said this many times. I forget the season. But Todd Bowles was the head coach of the Jets, and they looked to be like an awful team on paper. And there were, there were some saying they'll be lucky to win a game. And that's what they were saying about the Jets going yeah. into that season. And they won five. Granted, not very good, but it certainly wasn't zero or one or two. So they got out there and they, they played hard and, and, and they won some games that a lot of people probably expected them not to win. So we'll see if the Cardinals can do something similar to that uh, when this season begins on September 10th. All right, Howard, good stuff. We'll be seeing you soon. Thanks. Look forward to it, Bobby. Take care.